Hey, slip, slide, trying to provide for me. For me. For me. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of Illegal Intellect. I'm your host, Q. Hope you all had a good week last week. Shout out to those still listening to my podcast. Uh, we're on the second part of the Young Scholars series. I really don't know how many parts it's going to be because this is just something that's so near and dear to me. But, you know, without further ado, you know, we're about to jump back in. And I just want to, like, pick up back with a little bit of what I talked about last week, just explaining how, you know, basically like how, you know, high school was something that I should have took serious, but I didn't take as serious. And it was a big part of why college became one of the a difficult thing for me. And, you know, with that being said, I want to share <laughs> in my young thinking what actually led me to go to the college I went to. So, for those of you that don't know, the college that I chose to attend was Alabama A&M University, located in Normal, Alabama. The school is so big, it's its own city, but, you know, for those that know, it's, it's located in Huntsville, Alabama. That's North Alabama, and I remember I got introduced to this to this school at my, my church's HBCU college fair, and, you know, I got sold on the school the best by the recruiter out of all the schools, and... I just made up in my mind, like, this is the school that I'm going to. And from there, I just, like, was just praying, like, I was going to get an acceptance letter from them and, you know, be on my way. And even my, my thinking at the time, as far as college was concerned, I remember even being back at that fair, and <laughs> some of the schools I was applying to was only simply because, like, the ratio of women, like, outweighed the men. Like, one school I applied to, I think it was Shaw University I applied to, and the recruiter for that school was saying, well, most people don't really pick our school because the ratio for women and men is 7 to 1. I was like, bro, that's a problem? I don't know why anybody would have a problem with that. But, um, yeah, I ended up going to a and I think at the time a and ratio was like 5 to 1. But, I mean, with that being said, you know, I was, I was trying to go to school because that's where the women was going to be at, you know. Uh, back back in them days, my my eighteen year old self, like I just really felt like <laughs> that was a, a very important thing to me at the time. And then secondly, um, I didn't want to try to play basketball collegially, but I only wanted to walk on simply for the to have a scholarship, just to pay for college. I ain't never wanted to go to the NBA, playing no Euro League, G League, none of that. I just want some money for school. And then thirdly. Um, which most of this episode will kind of get to is that it was so far away from home. I mean, obviously, I think Shaw University was North Carolina, but Alabama at the time compared to California was so far away from home. I felt like this is the perfect place for me to go to school because, I mean, I had applied to Texas Southern as well, and I had family in Texas, but Alabama had no family. It just was about to be me and my best friend who I was convincing to go with me to A&M. And um, I was just thinking, like, if I go to school, like, I really see, like, what I'm made of. Like, I know most people think, like, when they go to college, it's like, oh, this is the time to discover who you are. And, you know, for me, I just want to reveal who I thought I could be or who I already was. Not really, like, go and just do all this exploring and discover myself, per se. Like, most people just living in, like, free bliss and or free ignorance 
You know, I kind of just wanted to grow up fast, and I felt like this going so far away from home would, like, do that for me, like, quickly. And, you know, even kind of, like, leading up to that, I remember my, my senior year of high school. It was one of my best years in high school. And as it was, like, coming to a close, I even remember uh, I wasn't even on track like, to graduate kind of technically. I mean, I, I knew I was going to graduate, but because I was on the track team at the time, uh, the, my my history class I was taking at the time, my IB history class that was replacing econ for me, I wasn't turning the homework in because I had track meets. But literally all I had to do was turn my homework in and my grade was going to go up. And what happened is, you know, they sent that list out. I wasn't on it for graduating. And, you know, my parents, bro, they got on me, like, so hard. And I was just trying to explain to them, like, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. And then, you know, obviously looking back on it now, like, I can kind of see, like, how that could be alarming. Like, wow, like, he might not graduate high school. Like, what's going on? Like, we didn't raise you to be this way. But, um, you know, trying to explain, all I got to do is turn my work and I'll be fine. And end up getting, like, this huge fight. Like, this huge fight. I mean... To the point to where I remember, you know, it was just, like, some things that was being said, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. To the fact that, like, you know, like, I just remember my dad was saying, like, man, I'm not going to graduate and I'm not, I'm not really going to amount to nothing if I don't graduate high school and I'm not going to make much of my life. And I was thinking, man, that's crazy. Because, I mean, even at that time, I still wasn't even convinced, like, college was what was going to make my life. Like, it was going to make or break me. Kind of even the same thing with high school. Like, I felt like. I, I would find my way in something. Like, this wouldn't be the end-all, be-all. But got in this big fight, and I really got down on myself. And I even got kicked off the track team because of that one grade. And then it was crazy because next week, I ended up turning all that homework in, and then my grade literally went up to a B. But I couldn't be on the track team. It was, it was Man, that was bittersweet, man. I was ranked number 10 in shot put for the first time. Thought I was going to do something. Thought I had another scholarship on the way. Psych. But anyway, yeah, so I got in a big fight then, and then kind of a week before my graduation, I ended up getting to another fight, and I remember I got into a fight, I was trying to go to, like, the new sports center, the Croc Center had opened up, matter of fact, like, it was, like, opening up day one, I just wanted to hoop for a little bit, see what it looked like, because even, like, my, even my, like, middle school life, like, it was a YMCA in there and everything, never could go to the YMCA. And even when I wanted to play AAU basketball, like, I never got that chance. Like, it was just, like, I just never got the chance to be free. And it was kind of, like, one of the most confusing things for me because I was thinking, like, I had moved from, like, living with my mom, like, in the projects to Sassoon, California, to be in a better neighborhood, to have a better opportunity to make some of my life. Like, this place is supposed to be safer for me, but it just seemed like I was just locked down. And... That's why I found myself, ooh, especially with my senior year, just having as much fun as I could because it just seemed like, you know, every time I couldn't be in the house, like, it just felt good to be outside, to just be able to be myself, not to be confined, like, to these rules or just, like, so much seriousness. Like, I just felt like like life was so serious for me back then. It was, it was confusing. Like, it just seemed like it was really all work, no play at times. Like, even to the point to where, like, doing chores on Saturday for me felt just like, like something I just didn't want to get down with. Like, well, really, I just want to sleep most of the time, like just relax. And, you know, 
all these rules is like I'm saying, like was pushing me to like why like I need to go as far away from possible to school and I need to make my own rules. Like I need to I need to be able to do whatever I want when I want to do it. And you know, I ended up graduating high school and I had a little bit of money in my pocket selling uh coffee that summer back when the little you know, I guess the the job back then, the little multi level market job back then was uh organo gold. But I end up flipping that into getting some bread in my pocket. But I end up going to Alabama A and M University and it was crazy. I never visited school like I said in the last episode. I just set up a flight, uh set up a ride to my dorm and everything and uh, another thing that I kinda regret, man, like 'cause I was just ah so anxious to do my own thing, like you know, I never gave my dad or my stepmom like an opportunity to kind of send me off like other kids got sent off to college. You know, I was just kind of just like, man, I'm just going to get out of here and it's what it is, you know. So I kind of I kind of did feel bad, like looking back on it. Not at the time, no. I just felt like, you know, like everybody's going to do their thing. It's time for me to do my thing. I ended up getting to school. And I remember, man, I got, got to my dorm room for the first time and. At the time, I was just so happy to be in my dorm room at the time, which is crazy because I was at the at that time I was staying in the worst dorm on campus, and it was crazy how I got finessed because the pictures that they had for that dorm, you know, that I picked were actually the suites for my my campus. It was crazy, so I got finessed. But anyway, I was just so happy, like man, I'm free, man, I made it. Like I'm not in California no more. Like my my journey is starting. Like, this is the beginning of a new life for me. This is the beginning of my life right here. And, you know, I had so much optimism early on when I was a freshman, you know. Like, even to think, like, I used to run around with a huge crowd of people kind of before school started. And I slowly just remember thinking, like, man, like, it just feel good to be with, like, all these different people from all over the place, you know, from, from L.A., Chicago. Atlanta, uh, other parts of Alabama, it just it even just felt good to be thinking like, man, I'm just surrounded by nothing but black people, man. It's the most black people I've ever been around, and it's not crazy yet, but um, end up like having a good time with the first click that I had, and you know, then I I start realizing that uh, I'm I can't be friends with these people like for too long, because it's some it's some things transpiring that's still high school like and. I came here to, to abandon high school, even to the point to where, you know, I remember I almost got into a little debacle with somebody, and I had to end up switching dorm rooms because I wasn't trying to get kicked out of college, man. Like, I came to, you know, make a, make a name for myself, make something of myself. Like, I had I had a goal to accomplish. And I remember through that, man, I remember reading one of my best friends from uh, Sacramento that year. And my my other best friend from high school actually came with me, and you know we was we was just the Cali boys everywhere we went, like everybody knew we was the Cali boys even to the point to where we started hanging out with our other boy, he was from Alabama, and everybody thought he was from California just because he was hanging out with us and, you know I just remember like it was it was a grand time early on like real like early on it was just like, you know like basketball every day like unlimited amounts of food when the calf was open and 
even it's crazy to think that's back when the cat food actually was good, like when you just like first getting there. And I just remember thinking like, ah, oh, life is great. And even the way I had set up my schedule that year, which I, I strongly advise people to to really set their schedules up like this, even if you don't plan on being an athlete or anything, like it ended up being one of the best things for me. Like I had to set my schedule up like as if I did make the basketball team from my college so that that way I'd be able to make the practices. So all my classes was from like eight in the morning to like 12. I had literally had class from eight in the morning to 12, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesday. I just had one eight o'clock class. And it's like after that, you know, I was just done. So I had like all day to do my homework and just all day to do whatever I wanted while everybody else was still in class. And it was lovely. And of course, you know, like I said, like be outside, no curfew, no nothing. Nobody saying I can't do this. I'm talking about I was at trying to go to every party I possibly could, like even to the point to where like I was going to the parties to get in for like for free. That's how early I was showing up, man, because I wasn't trying to spend all my bread on no party. And I start going to parties like the whole like two months straight. I was just going to parties like all the time. And it kind of wasn't until after I went to homecoming was my first homecoming, which is crazy. I didn't really know it was homecoming, but uh, it ended up being like one of the best times for me. And then kind of like after that, I start realizing like, man, I'm I'm getting burnt out of this. Like I'm I'm really getting burnt out right now. Like, you know, if this is about to be the rest of my life, just going to parties. Like this ain't this ain't it. Like this ain't this ain't fulfilling me. Like at even at the time, like I'm I'm thinking like every time I go to the party, like man, it's it's too many dudes up in here. It's it's the same women I can only dance with, like about seven of them. And most of the time, if I don't go to a party, I go to a little kickback. Man, it's getting shut down. Somebody get into a fight or a brawl. Even some of the clubs I was going to at the time, man, I was getting to a brawl. And I was thinking, like, man, like, why am I always putting my life in jeopardy over this? And it, it was even in them moments I was thinking, like, wow, like, you know, my, my parents had some had some wisdom that I didn't have, you know, to a degree where I was thinking, like, man, my parents is keeping me from all this fun. They're keeping me from so much when really it was like it was kind of protecting me from a world that I didn't know. Where it was like, you know, I was, some of these situations, I was in real life danger. You know, if I wasn't really street smart or quick on my toes, like, you know, I, I really could have ended up probably like messed up, you know, or on my way back home. Like if I wasn't, you know, thinking clearly. And then even at the time, I remember, like, like I said, I, the way my schedule was set up, I was able to do all my work and just do whatever. I just used to kind of stay up till five in the morning and just hit my classes and kind of just go to the gym and just like you know, put up shots and train, but it just, it wasn't enough, like, it wasn't making me happy, and it's even crazy to think, because I, I grew up going to church, and I remember one of the biggest things I was set on was that, like, you know, I'm never going back to church again, like, I'm done with church, I'm done with God, I'm done with Jesus, like, that was, that was for home, like, this ain't for me right now, like, I, like, church, as far as I, I was concerned at that time, man, was, was kind of keeping me from so much because it was like, man, we always at some choir rehearsal. We always going to some church like on a weekday, 
and it was wild to me because it was like, man, we can't do nothing else on a weekday that we want to do, but we got to be at church or even like all the revivals that I was going through throughout the year. Like, bruh, like, man, I, I was just so tired of going to church and, you know, even to kind of expand on that point where it was like, I was kind of confused and conflicted, not by like the Bible's teachings at all, but like the people. Like I, I was, I was just really confused on how like this seemed kind of just like a, a Sunday thing, like it wasn't like an everyday thing. To, even to the point to like I remember just like taking it back to high school. Like I was somebody in high school, man. Like you know, I didn't cuss. I had girlfriends, but I wasn't trying to have sex with none of them because I didn't want to have a baby, you know, out of wedlock or more importantly, just in in, in my young age, man. I I seen a baby as something that could stop my life from reaching its fullest potential. So I, I didn't really play around. And some of these principles was things I adapted from my, my upbringing, but like the Bible specifically, because I just kind of felt like, you know, if I wouldn't talk like that in front of my parents, why would I say this at school? Like, I ain't scary. Like, like peer pressure, not that deep for me to just be out here just acting reckless to a degree. Like, you know, I crack jokes here and there, but other than that, man, you know, I was I was the closest thing to a square as you could think of, even to the point to like when I got to college, I, I was still the same square. And wildly enough, it, it used to be it used to be crazy to kind of see how like even to, you know, that point in my life, sticking to like the stuff that I had chose to stick to was still working for me. Because I remember, you know, being in college, I came into college a virgin and, you know, most most people I was hanging with, you know, that wasn't the case. And I remember people thinking, like, being a virgin was going to, like, hurt my chances with women in school. But it seemed like it was the complete opposite. It seemed like like I would literally lead with that. And then the girls that I'd be, you know, talking to or whatever at the time would be like, oh, like, you serious for real? Like, that, man, like, let, let me be the one to take your virginity type deal, you know. I used to be lying, talking about I got a girlfriend back home so that way I can get out of it. And, you know, I just didn't want to go down that route, man. Didn't want to go down that route. People gave me some advice, you know, kind of telling me, like, be careful. Bring your own protection the whole nine. Like, don't trust don't trust no women in college. Like, they might poke a hole in your condom stuff. So I kind of was a little eerie of that. But, you know, back to this church thing. And crazy enough, like I said, my best friend ended up going to college with me. And I remember... Like, this man wouldn't go do nothing. Like, this man was homesick like a mug. I remember to the point to where, man, one day just pulled up eating breakfast. And he's like, oh, bruh, I can't do this no more. I got to get out of here. Like, it's dirty in my dorm. Dudes is smearing feces all over the walls. I called my mom. She said that I could go back to college in Oregon. Like, I got to get out of here. I can't do this. Like, I had never seen this man panicking a day in his life and shaking, like, at all. And I remember, like, the only thing that ever got this man out of his room was, like, church. Like, some, some people from the church that I actually currently go to now. So, shout out to them for, like, being, like, you know, a beacon and, and doing something that, you know, changed his life but changed my life forever. And then, you know, you know, end up going to this church, getting out of there and thinking, like, man, I'm just going to show up for the basketball and the free food, bro, and I hit the, my boys up, like, this is what we on tonight, bro, free food and basketball on me, and, you know, I ended up hearing a message, I, I still can't remember what that message was, but, you know, that led me to kind of 
go to some Bible studies and things of that nature and uh shoot end up back right back where I said I wouldn't be to a degree because I remember at the time my parents was calling me my first semester like I oh, asking have I found a church am I looking for a church I used to be lying all the time so definitely if they they listen to this one like I was lying I, I wasn't looking for a church at all like every time they called I used to just kind of like wake up cough my little sleep voice off before I answered the phone and be like, yeah, 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 you know, I didn't, I didn't make it to look for a church today, but I, I'm, I've been looking, you know, I ain't found nothing I like yet, you know, knowing good well, I was just finna go get some brunch and go right back <laughs> to the gym and put some shots up. I, I would have nothing to do with no church, especially not to consider I probably was at some club last night, dancing with somebody, daughter Cuddy, not far, mine, far from a church, bro. Last thing on my mind, but anyway, uh, end up going back to church and. You know, I'm I'm gonna definitely have to expound upon that on another episode. That deserves a whole episode in in a nutshell. But the part that I'm still trying to get to about like my freshman year and saying like discover who I was, right? Like I remember my freshman year being one of these years where it was like, man, nobody kind of ever told me college would be like this. Like, I, like I said, after a while, you there for a while, and that calf food start getting old. You know. Your freshman class, like, it, you, you only going to see so many people as you can, man, like, based on whatever classes you got. And even this, like, you only know so many people. But um, I just I just remember thinking, like, man, this is rough, like, to the point to where some of them nights I was just, like, really starving, but too prideful to call back home and say I was starving, you know? To the point to where, man, I remember me and my boys were stealing pizzas from Domino's. And I, I know y'all thinking, like, oh, bro, like, we robbed the pizza, man. Like, definitely didn't rob a pizza, man. I wouldn't come into crime like that, you know. It just got to a point to where one day, like, we put in for a pizza. And, you know, I'm just playing around when we go to the police station to pick our pizza. But I see the dude, I'm like, hey, bro, you got anything extra up in there, bro? I'll pay you $5 for it. He said, yeah, man, I... Right here. So he had like another like pepperoni pizza for five dollars. Man, I looked at my boy. I said, Oh, I know you think what I'm thinking. So literally after that, like anytime we wanted a pizza, man, we would we would order one pizza to send to the boys side of the campus. But we a matter of fact, it wasn't even a pizza. We would order like some wings. We would put in on some wings. Send that to our side of the campus. And then any pizza we wanted, like I'm, we would get like the largest size they got, put as many toppings as we want, and we would send it to the girls' side, and cause they'd go to the girls' side first. That was the Domino's route, and then we knew like when he came to our side with our wings, like yeah, we know we here to pick up the wings, and we'll be like, like hey, you got anything extra? Nobody picked up this this time. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, I got I got two pizzas, and, and it's crazy. You used to always be like, yeah, but one of them got pineapples on it though. I'd be like, oh, that's fine. We'll take because that'd be my boy's pizza with pineapples. Like, this man was eating pineapples, olives, and chicken. I wasn't getting it. And to all y'all that love pineapples on your pizza, y'all serial killers. But anyway, yeah, bro. Like, so we just start finessing the Domino's, man, like two times a week. And I I'm pretty sure we probably got that dude fired, bro, like straight up. Because I, I remember, like, the last time I ended up seeing that specific delivery driver, like, I ended up lifting, like, like, Eight boxes of pizza off this man for like twenty five dollars. It was crazy, man. I never been so proud of my life to have like that many pizzas. Like just not being the calf for like five days straight, just eating Domino's pizza. But anyway, 
it's really stealing pizzas, man. And even to think like, like, man, some of them Saturdays and Sundays when them calf hours are short and it's just like having no car, just really taking strolls to to McDonald's, man. Like, I remember it was so bad. Like, I used to tell my family, like, if they can mail me them McDonald's Monopoly, like, peel-offs, so I can, like, use that, them little free items to have some food to eat, man. Because I didn't know how, I didn't really know how I was going to make it. I even remember thinking, like, I was from California. Boy, it started getting cold in Alabama. Like, I ain't had no, like, big jackets, nothing. Like, I didn't pack a bunch of sweats with me. Like, just freezing, boy. Like, Oh, and even kind of like thinking in the summer, boy, like it was so hot. I used to take like, like five showers a day because it was so humid out here. Like, and even like the the worst part was like, man, you know, I you know I busted my my tail, bro, getting a three five my first semester, and I was thinking like, all I gotta do is get as good grades in college, and people gonna give me some money, so I can get a scholarship. And it was like, man, that that was far from the truth, man. Like. I I remember talking to as many people as I could, like, begging for some extra aid. Like, and all I just kept getting met was, like, man, you got to take out a loan. Or did you take out a loan? Did you tell your parents to apply for a loan? And I just wasn't getting it. Like, I wasn't getting it at all. It's like, bro, like, like the whole time I'm thinking, like, you get good grades, you're going to get money. It don't matter. And, you know, I just remember having a talk with one lady one day, and she was just telling me, like, you know, like, well, yeah, your grades are good. So, like, what what happened to with your high school transcript? You know, like, you should have been here on a presidential scholarship based on how you're performing now. And, you know, like, right then and there, like, it hit me. Like, the first time I got hit with, like, the cold reality, like, man, like, the stuff that's happened to me right now, money-wise, is my fault. Like, it's my fault. Like I told you on the last episode, like, I, d- I did not apply myself in high school as best I could and. I found myself begging for some money. Like, I found myself realizing, like, bro, like, college is a place of business. Like, I was making so much personal, but it's like, it's a place of business. They gave the money to who showed that they would prove themselves early on, you know? Like, once I was there, I was there. And even at the time, I was paying, like, out of st- had out-of-state fees. And for the first time, I seen, like, how much my parents was making, like, annually, and even that was a little bit confusing because it was like, man, the whole time, you know, you're just hearing, like, we broke, we ain't got nothing to do this. And I'm thinking, like, bro, based off the government standards, like, I was making too much money to get Pell Grant to get any other assistance that wasn't a loan. Like, that's how much money we was making. And it was like, I just had all this information, like, at the first time, just not knowing, like, what's going on at all. And to the point to where, like, like, a, a another, like, tough moment that I, you know, I just had to swallow was, like, when I I end up having a balance my after my first semester, and I owed $2,000, and I was trying to apply to all these scholarships, and I remember, like, I finished my essays and everything, finished the apps, only thing I needed to do to kind of complete the package was, like, send my official transcript with it, and I remember trying to get my official transcript. And my school was telling me, no, we can't release official transcript unless you pay off your balance. I'm like, yeah, but I'm trying to get money so I won't have a balance. I'm trying to get my transcript so I can have some money so I can stay in school. And they wouldn't release it. And even at that time, it was like 
man, I, I could have opened my mouth right there to my parents and say, like, look, I owe $2,000. Man, we kinda, we need to pay this to zero so I can get a scholarship. But I was, you know, thinking, like, I'm out here in college by myself. Like, I'm out here, like, to to prove that I can make it without everybody. Like, I can't call back home and I can't say nothing. And you know, that ended up being, biting me, like, worse because... I, I wasn't able to get no scholarships, and even what I ended up doing, because I didn't know what to do, I kind of felt helpless. I just ended up kind of finishing that semester out and just put myself, you know, in a bigger hole because I didn't say nothing. And, like, you know, by the time I, I, I finally ended up saying something, you know, I found myself coming back, you know, what was supposed to be my sophomore year, and I had to end up taking the year off because, man, I ended up owing the school, like, like eight thousand four hundred twenty three dollars and like sixty cents, and you know had you know had to then I finally had to make a phone call and I had to end up going back home and you know I ended up working working at Walmart and I remember one of the biggest biggest things that I think led to me getting that job was like finally just like telling the truth. Cause I realized like keeping quiet and not telling the truth, you know, it wasn't helping me. And I remember I was at that, uh, that job interview and, you know, I wouldn't probably advise everybody to be dishonest, but if it works for you, it does. I remember they got to the question with like, why do you want to work here? <laughs> and I remember telling my, uh, supervisor who well, later became my supervisor after I got hired. I remember telling him straight up. I said, to be honest, sir, I'm trying to get a job so that I can, make some money and go back to school because that's what I want to do. I want to go back to college. And I remember him looking at me in my eyes and saying, we're going to get you back in school, man. And lo and behold, I got that second interview, passed that drug test. And, you know, I was working at Walmart and even working at Walmart, which was supposed to be my sophomore year, was one of the most beneficial things that happened to me. Because it thrust me into the real world. Like, like college, you know, college is, is a different world in itself. But, like, the real world was different. Like, my goal was getting back to school. And it was really, like, at any means necessary when I had that job at Walmart. It was really, like, well, it reminded me kind of like a, when I was playing football in high school. Like, like, how bad do you want it? Like, how, how much are you willing to push yourself to obtain this goal, and, you know, I found myself riding two buses to work, I didn't even have a license, didn't have a car, nothing, taking two buses just to get to work, and I remember I started off in the meat department, and I just, you know, remember just telling myself, like, every day I get up, man, I'm a day closer to going to school, and any day I don't come to work, I'm a day further from going to school, and I remember I was just so driven to get back to school, like, nothing could stop me. I showed up to work 15 minutes early every day, but I clocked out when I was, like, when I was scheduled to clock out every day, and I grinded so hard, I ended up getting, like, I guess, like, a better job, better position in the deli department, and I had applied myself, you know, so hard to the point to where, like, <laughs> I was able to get all my, all my boys hired at Walmart, and it ended up being, like, one of my favorite jobs at that moment because it was, like, nothing but young dudes just, like, running Walmart at the time in the grocery section. And I even, uh, I even remember just thinking, like, 
you know, because I had a little bit of college knowledge, like some things at that job uh, I was able to take advantage of as far as like, you know, not letting your manager kind of treat you any kind of way because they assuming you don't, a, a lot of people assume like, like you don't have knowledge when you're young or that you don't pay attention to things. And I, quick story that I'm going to tell since I brought this up, I just remember, uh, uh, being a like I said, I when I first went to college, I was like, bro, I'm not going back to church. And obviously, I said I gotta use another episode on church. But I remember when I was working at Walmart, I found myself not being able to go to church again. And I was like, that gotta change. Like I can't let my life be this. Like I need to go back to church. Like I need to get, I need to, you know, stay connected with God. And I remember I got in like a series of arguments. The first time I got in an argument with my my manager, just telling me, I'm like, look. I need Sundays off. I already got Friday and Saturday off. Y'all need somebody on Friday. Just let me have Saturday and Sunday off so I can go to church. You know, they didn't want to give it to me. They didn't want to budge. I remember I came back, asked again, and it was like, oh, you really want to go to church? You serious about going to church? I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. So they ended up striking, like, one deal with me after I kind of finally, like, was saying, like, man, like, I, I can't even believe, like, we still having this talk. Like, you know. If I was a part of another religion, y'all be taking it so much more serious. But because I'm a Christian, y'all don't want to believe me. And end up letting me uh go to church on, like, Sunday. But I had to clock in to work from, like, 3 to 12 and also be back at, like, 6.45 in the morning. Which, you know, was illegal, by the way, to a degree. Because I was getting, like, like double time. Because it was, like, you're supposed to have eight hours in between a shift before you come back to work. But I wasn't caring. I was getting all that overtime. I was stacking that paper. I was trying to get back to school, and I was trying to go to church. And I kind of <laughs> remember, like, like kind of fast forward and put past that, man. I remember one day, man, my manager just got into it with me again because, you know, I was giving my boys a rundown on everything we need to do, man, and we're going to have, like, a, like just chill days if we stick to this. And, you know, that's what we was doing. And he found himself getting fed up. And I remember he came up to us one day. He was like, hey. One of y'all got to go to another department. I was like, all right, man, just to let you know, check this out. I'm finna go to lunch in 15 minutes. Then 15 minutes after that, you know, my boy, Zoe, he finna, he finna go to lunch too. That's going to leave my main man Noah here by himself. And the lunch rush going to be on the way. So if you send him over, he, he's just going to leave the slowest worker that clock in at 12. I don't think you want to do that. And he goes, man, I'm tired of you undermining my authority. I'm like, how am I undermining your authority? You telling employees not to listen to me. I'm like, hey, Noah, I tell you not to listen to Mel. That was my manager's name. I so I tell you not to listen to Mel. He's like, oh, no. Then he goes, you know, walks off in a little refrigerator. And he's like, hey, you come in here. I need to talk to you now. I'm like, hey. Anything you got to say to me, you can say to my boys right now. Ain't no secrets. I don't know why I said that at that time. I seen it in the movies. It seemed like the right thing to say. Anyway, he goes, I'm sick of debating with you. I said, what are we debating about? He was like, you're doing it again. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing again. You're doing it again. I said, I have no idea what I'm doing again. And, you know, he just backs up. And then he just goes like, you know what I want you to do? I want you to shut the F up. And I remember my, my boy old bro, just looked up because he was washing dishes. He went, uh-oh, and I just lost it. I remember I lost it. <laughs> I remember I lost it, man. 
Uh, especially because I was like two weeks. I already put in my two-week notice. I was on my way back to school at this time. And I just remember saying, bro, y'all better get this man away from me. Get this man away from me. That's the clean version because I, I definitely wasn't saying none of that. I, I, I was going all the way off in Walmart, just, just going off, cussing at the top of my lungs. I was so mad. It was a customer in front of us watching this. I even I remember even saying I was like, man, you you y'all better get this man away from me before I slap him with one of this rotisserie chickens. Straight up, they was coming straight out the rotisserie, piping hot. And uh, needless to say, man, I didn't end up getting to a, I didn't end up beating up my manager. You know, he ended up apologizing to me, and you know, it was smooth sailing kind of after that. I was on my way out, but anyway, I said all that to say like, you know. Man, being at Walmart was just one of them things that showed me, like, man, if anything that you want to do, man, if you really put your full dedication to something, like, you can accomplish something. Like, and to think, I'm telling y'all, man, like, like, I, I really went to college just, like, like, like I said, just so ignorant and naive to, like, what that world was really like. Nobody kind of really explained it to me. I even remember one of the things I used to say back then. It's like, where are the role models at? Like, like a lot of people I knew that had went on to school, like, they weren't coming back and they weren't giving me none of the game. They weren't really telling the, telling me and my boys what it was like. And it kind of just seemed like we just were sent out there like most people to fend for ourselves. And I just I just found myself thinking, like, man, it, sh- it shouldn't be like this. Like, I, I don't want I don't want nobody to go through what I went through, like, like I, I still had uh, you know, my my brother, you know, my my sister, and I'm thinking like, man, I don't, I don't want nobody to go through this at all. Like this is rough. This was like, I mean, it was one of the roughest things like ever. But in the same time, it was the first time I ever seen eleven thousand dollars in my life, and kind of when I get into part three, like I'm a, I'm gonna pick up on how like like even seeing that much money affected kind of like how I went back to school especially after like how I'm telling y'all how I was feeling after my freshman year like bro I'm a broke starving college student like I had never experienced poverty like that to any degree like I was living better in the projects than I was living in my first year in college like straight up like even to the point to where like you know, my, my man, my mom used to send me these care packages, man, and I used to cherish them, man. Like, you, you would have never thought, like, just, you know, some mandarin oranges and some Cheez-Its and some peanut butter and jelly would mean so much to you until you go to college, man. I, st- I still eat all that stuff to this day. Not for the simple fact, like, most people are like, oh, I build character, remind me where I came from. I, I, I still like it, but it's like, man, like, you know, it just has that, that effect on my mind. Like, it just takes me back to, like, man, like, I remember when this was all I had. It's even thinking, like, I ain't even, whew, I ain't even eat as much top ramen, you know, before I ever went to college like I did then. And, shoot, me and my, me and my cousin, you know, in Vallejo, man, we used to eat a lot of top ramen, but none compared to when I was in in college, man, and my, my first year, man, was was just one of them years where I seen, like, you know, everybody was trying to sell you on how, like, yes, like, this is the place where, like, you just go here in four years, and you get out, you're going to get the job that you always wanted, 
it's gonna give you everything that you ever dreamed of. You know, when like like to a degree it's like, no, you're gonna give yourself what you dreamed of. Like you're gonna work for your dream. Like that's what's gonna happen. Like it's not just gonna be handed to you. Nobody's just looking to to give away all the cheat codes to help you better yourself. Like you have to earn them. Legitimately, you have to earn them. Like nothing is for free anymore. Like everything is not a game. Like it's not high school once you step into that first year of college. Everything counts. I remember the first class that I the first class I withdrew out of in college cuz people be like, "Oh, you could withdraw, right?" You know? It's not not like high school, right? Where you know you need all this stuff to at the moment, right? Like you could you they like you could just come back to it, take a W, bruh. That class that I withdrew from because I was so prideful about buying textbooks, which are still overpriced in college, is also one of the reasons I had to take a year off from college because I needed thirty two hours to be a sophomore and I would have had like got like sophomore A, which would have covered my balance, I would have had another one, you know. But because I was one credit short, that class I had was three hours. But I was one credit short. I had 31 out of 32 to be a sophomore. Like even then, just not having that that knowledge. You know, just thinking I'll make my own rules, I'll do whatever, like it'll be okay. Like, man, I, I didn't have it all. Like I thought I had it all. Like I thought I knew what I was doing. And I didn't. Even to think, you know, I I, I was I was thinking like everything was going to be so much easier without my parents telling me what to do. Like when I could go out, when I could go here, thinking my life was going to be so much better, just never going to a church ever again. And I realized like that was far from the truth. Like it was in that moment right there where, man, man, when I used to listen to the Pandora gospel station, it made me appreciate the fact that like my parents had put me on the songs that could bring me peace and not turmoil. Like to think like all the times I used to complain about being in the car with my parents, like, man, like I'm tired of, man, not having a car, not being able to say like, can we go to Walmart? Can you buy me this? I, I took so much for granted and college had revealed that college had revealed how much of a crutch I really had in life. To where, you know, I was thinking my life was so bad. It was so miserable inside this suburb when really it was almost like one of the perfect bubbles I could have been in. And as soon as I, you thinking I'm going to go out and do my own thing, it was like, man, my bubble popped. And I was out here like in the real world now and realizing that, man, I, I, I don't know as much as I think I know. It was even in that that made me realize I need to start hanging around more people that know more than me. To, to even think like all the role models that I, I need to talk about in the third part of this series, like really are some people that help me turn my life around and see things better and see things clear. Even to the point to where I feel like they they are the main ones that started me off on this journey of wanting to to share my information because people shared information with me so freely 
so freely like they had already lived the struggles and just gave me the information freely just to help me out just a tad bit and you know they not forgotten especially for me and some of my, my other friends that benefited from their wisdom man even man even even just right now thinking like my, my mentor right now i met him when i was 18 he was teaching uh the the sunday school class for the college students when I was 18 and I just, it's crazy to think like now, like the same person that was kind of giving me my early nuggets of wisdom at nine o'clock in the morning on Sundays is giving me so much wisdom in my adult age right now, like helping me become a better person. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just forever grateful. I'm forever grateful that, you know, the light bulb went off and I, I don't want the light bulb to go off too late for, for some of those people out there, man, like this episode right here, man, as I, I come to a close, I'm a little bit over, you know, my 30 minutes that I usually try to stick to, but it's like, man, get, man, share whatever stories you can with your young cousins, with your young siblings, with the siblings that you got that's currently probably in school or thinking about it, you know, your nieces, your nephews, I mean, share all your stories so they can know. So that they can see what it what it could be like. So that they can hear for themselves, like, you know, is this what they want to do? And also just put yourself in a position, man, to, to be there. Because they going to need you. They going to they gonna think they got it without you, you know? And, you know, gracefully, man, you know, parents, they don't always tell you, you know, they told you so. But, you know, I'm going to say right here, man, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, when, when they could honestly say that. But, you know, thank God that they love us enough to just know, like, oh, man, we just young and dumb. <laughs> Simple as that. We just we just young and dumb. You know, eventually we, we should come back to realizing, man, like, man, life is good, man. Like, man, it could always be worse. And trust me, college is one of those. Whew, I hope it don't get any worse than this because this is this is crazy. And. You know, as I, like I said, man, I come to a close, just please, please just, just think of some people, man. Even if you don't want to say nothing, just, just share this episode with some people this week. Somebody you know that that could need to hear something to, to the point of like, man, don't wait till it's too late to ask for help. You know, don't slack off. Don't play around. You know, take take your life serious. Take everything you want to do serious, man. And just know, man, if you do that, you can make things happen. You can make things move. Like, it's just an obstacle. All obstacles can be overcome. There's not one obstacle that you can't overcome because somebody has did it before us. And with that being said, you should be able to find somebody, see how they did it, and find a way to do it your way. And I just thank the, the, the listeners that, that I have acquired, like, over time. I'm still trying to reach my goal of 100 listens. That's really what I'm trying to get to, man. I'm trying to get to 100 listens. So if y'all could, please help me with that, man. I'm on Spotify. I'm finally on Apple Music. They cleared your boy. So for those of y'all that need to hear this on Apple Podcasts or that got people that only listen to on Apple Podcasts, I'm on there, too. So just check me out everywhere. And y'all enjoy the rest of y'all weeks.